Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the number 14th edition. I am excited about one of the pieces in today's post. If you've always wondered about what the heck this core thing that all these people talk about, well, I've tried to explain it in simple terms so that not just do I want to leave you with an understanding, but it should result in an improvement in your physical training. So let's get started directly with what muscle is the core exactly? Now, using your core is essential to any form of physical training. It is especially paramount for your safety. So training your core to function well, to tie your body together is a skill. And you develop this by doing you know, things like the plank and the bird dog and all that. And then you subject it to higher levels of stress when you lift heavy weights or you, know, you get on the gymnastic rings or whatever you are doing. If you've been to a gym or you've dabbled in fitness, you've heard of this term, core. But what does it actually mean? Is it a specific body part, like the biceps or whatever? Does it refer to the six-pack, you know, the abs? Then why wouldn't we just say abs? So here's the deal. The core is not one muscle or even a muscle group. It's just a generic catch-all term. The core refers to whatever parts of the body that transfer the power or work done. So this will obviously vary for each movement. Say when you are running versus when you are pressing a weight overhead. The press has just one moving part, your arm. Whereas when you are running, there is a lot of moving parts. What we generally think of the core is our midsection or our trunk. Now, that's ample and that's a great place to start. I know I get caught up in semantics, but stick with me and you will walk away with a great understanding of this. I'm going to use an uh, exercise to start with, the Olympic snatch. If you are listening only to the audio version, I want you to visualize a heavy barbell snatch or you can see Dmitry Klokov do some paw snatches with ridiculous weights. So you're basically jumping up and putting a huge weight overhead, but it's not possible to put this weight overhead using your arms. Your arms are not strong enough. Your legs are doing the lifting along with your hips. So think about this, right? The barbell or kettlebell or dumbbell or whatever it is, is the load is attached to you via the arms. The arms are connected to the shoulders. 
the legs push into the floor, the hips drive forward. So they are generating the power. Now this power that's generated needs to be transmitted up your midsection into the shoulders and into the load and so the load moves. That is the function of the core. You want to have a stable foundation internally. So when the legs drive and then the hips generate power, this power is transferred to the load. That's it. That's the function of the core. In addition to keeping your back stable and all that, but it that happens. Let's take a small digression. How do we get electricity? For our electronic devices to work, electricity is transmitted from some far off place from a power plant, let's say, via power lines. Now, due to various inefficiencies in the transmission, there is a significant difference between what is produced and what is eventually utilized. That's the nature of the game. Say we produce 100 units and our transmission efficiency is 50%, then we get only 50, 50 units. Now, to get stronger or faster or for better endurance or for fat loss even or pretty much any adaptation you need to work both ends that is you need to learn to improve the power or work that you can produce as well as the transmission efficiency that's where the core comes in the core improves your transmission efficiency that's its function Let's take a different example, the kettlebell press or the barbell military press. What is the core here? It's not just your midsection. The part that moves is just your arm or arms. So pretty much everything below it is the core. Without your glutes and your quadriceps being tight, you're not really going to be able to press a heavy enough load. But in the snatch or in running, your glutes and quadriceps are prime movers. They're not the core there. So the intent is not to confuse you at all, but to drive point home that the core is trying to transfer power and provide a stable foundation for the moving parts. And depending on each lift or each movement, the moving parts change. Let's simplify this. Let's focus on just the pillar. For healthy and safe lifting, you need to have a strong midsection. I like the word pillar. It comes from exhaust and I think it's a great term. The midsection is not just your abs though. The midsection Think of it like a six-sided box. The front of the box 
Now that's your abs, you know, the six pack that you think and a bunch of things underneath and all that, but eh, irrelevant technicalities. The sides of the box, your armpit to your hip, the back of the box, shoulder blades to your hips or your pelvis. And then there's a bottom of the box as well. This is your pelvic floor. You are already know to use this. When you sneeze, your pelvic floor is squeezed automatically. Or when you really need to pee, but you know the loo is 200, 300 meters away, you know you hold it in until you get to the loo. That's you using your pelvic floor. And let's ignore the top of the box for now, okay? So your midsection, your pillar, the relevant part of the core is this box. So don't think core anymore. Think pillar. That will help you make a lot more sense out of your lifting. So when you're deadlifting, pillar. When you're on a plank, pillar. When you're doing snatches, again, pillar. And remember the box, you need to worry about at least the four sides of the box and not just the front of the box. The bottom and the top are a little complicated, so you can ignore them for now. I want to introduce the concept of straps. Now, you don't need to worry about what actual muscles are called and all that. Sure, if you like to geek out or you're into anatomy, uh, you can, but if you're into anatomy, you really don't need this article, do you? You simply need to know, you need to focus on four sides. How I like to visualize this is I like to think at straps running all over my body from shoulder to hip. The straps run vertically, that is all round. Think of wearing like a striped, vertically striped t-shirt. So they run all through and they run diagonally as well. So from my right shoulder in the front to my left hip in the front and across, right? So straps, armpit to hip, left armpit to left hip strap, right armpit to right hip, many straps. So these are two, there are two sides. The front has diagonal and vertical. The back has from the shoulder to the hip, straps running all around. Now think of your backpack, right? When it's loose, your backpack keeps jostling. So you tighten the strap, not too tight, but just tight enough. That's it. That's my recommendation. You're going to try to tighten straps on all four sides of the box evenly. Don't overthink this. You see an elite lifter bench press, they'll have a big arch on their chest. They are essentially tightening the straps on their back a lot more than in the front. But you don't need to go here at all. Okay. Once you get past a certain skill level, all of this will make more sense. For now, four sides, straps. And to clarify, straps are not an actual muscle or a muscle group. Okay. It's just strap. Like think about a backpack strap. That's it. I'm just using an existing 
analogy. Uh, due to a combination of a coffee shortage and my slightly hurried instructions, I have had a couple of my students ask me what and where these straps are, hence the clarification. So to summarize, the course function is to keep your back safe and to transfer power efficiently. Instead of the core, let's think pillar and the pillar is a six-sided box. Before getting too confused about it, think about wearing a corset. You can even ignore the bottom and the top. Four-sided box at least. The more efficient your pillar is, the better. Otherwise, you're wasting energy creating power, but that's not actually transmitted. Think of the power lines. Generally, our limbs move and our pillar provides the stable pathway. Think of straps running down vertically and diagonally. In the front, from shoulder to hip. In the side, from your armpit to your hip. In the back, from shoulder blades to your hips. Tighten the straps and hold them there and then do your lifting. Now I've obviously glossed over a few more things as well. Like what does bracing mean? Do we not have to breathe? What about tension levels? Like how tense do we need to keep all this? Yes, all relevant, but this is just the introduction. If you can think of one person who will benefit from this article, I'd love for you to share it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on whether this made sense at all. That's the core. On to the second piece for today. Three quotes. The first one is from Paul Sappho. A point of view is that quintessential human solution to information overload. An intuitive process of reducing things to an essential, relevant, and manageable minimum." End quote. I think all of us abstract and reduce things into various different formats. Sometimes in the form of a to-do list, or sometimes in the form of I stand for this, or I am against this, or any expression of self. One useful way I do this but sometimes it doesn't help me with my imposter syndrome as well. Now, here's an example. You know, honestly, the core part, that's also another example, but I'll give you one more. On the topic of, you know, sun, sunscreen, and vitamin D, what is the relevant information I've stored in my head? Two parts to it. Going out in the sun for the body to make vitamin D only works between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And Wear sunscreen that specifically mentions or blocks UVB. Don't just focus on SPF. That's it. I have found that in the last 10 years, these two blocks of information are adequate to answer more than 90% of the questions that surface. Now, until dramatically is new in the research, do I really need to know more? I don't think so. The second quote from Balthasar Gracian, prize intensity more than extent. 
Excellence resides in quality, not in quantity. The best is always few and rare. Much lowers the value. Even among men, giants are commonly the real dwarfs. Some reckon books by the thickness as if they were written to try the brawn more than the brain. Extent alone never rises above mediocrity. It is the misfortune of universal geniuses that in attempting to be at home everywhere are so nowhere. Intensity gives eminence and rises to the heroic in matters sublime. End quote. Intensity and quality are two things if you focus in your strength training, you're doing it right. So this seems to expand into pretty much everything. Eh? Uh, Derek Sivers' books and articles come to mind as well. He is a brilliant editor. His articles carry so much import, but it's as if he's challenging himself to write it in the minimum amount of words. I love it. Extremely opposite uh, my writing, I think. Anywho, the final quote from Andre Agassi in his book, Open. Here it is. Finally, when my grades hit bottom, my rebellion reaches the breaking point. I walk into a hair salon in the Bradenton Mall and tell the stylist to just give me a mohawk. Raise the sides, shave them to the scalp, and leave just one thick strip of spiked hair down the middle. Are you sure, kid? I want it high and I want it spiky, then dye it pink. To the casual observer, I've done something that seems like a desperate effort to stand out. But in fact, I've rendered myself, my inner self, my true self, invisible. At least, that was the idea. You should read this book for a great story about, about a legend and you get to see both perspectives. What we see as the public and what turmoil he is going through. I guess if you dislike tennis, you shouldn't read it. And of course, uh, age alert. If you don't know who Agassi is, I'm not sure if it'll make sense. On to the final piece for today. It's called Friendly Fire, Sabotage, and Myostasis. Cleaning out your pantry is one of the best fat loss techniques I can recommend. By putting a significant barrier between you and it, chocolates or biscuits or ice cream or chicky or chips or whatever, you improve your odds of staying on track. Now, unfortunately, family members will stock up on extra chocolates and biscuits because it's raining or because it's too hot. Well, because they want it. And you, if you are on a diet, huh, you should have the willpower to say no. Suck them on the jaw, I say. Throw the junk and say you ate it all. 
Fuck'em. You've been vacationing at home a bit too much. Drinking or smoking or whatevering a bit much and you want to take a break for at least a month. Friends who cajole you and tell you that just this one time and put some peer pressure. Sock them on the jaw, I say. Or ignore their calls for a few days or weeks. You will sabotage your attempts at fitness. So will your loved ones. That's just how it is. Of course, they want the best for you. Just like you want the best for you as well. It doesn't mean they don't like you. It simply is. In biology, there's a wonderful concept called homeostasis. Your body temperature, for example, needs to be maintained at an optimal level. If it gets too cold outside, you start shivering and your teeth start chattering. This is an attempt to raise body temperature. This is homeostasis. Why is this relevant? Well, your family and friends are not sabotaging you because they are secretly jealous. They are simply not in alignment with you. You, sir or madam, are disrupting the homeostasis of that community, of that culture, of that environment, of that party, of regular family life. Because you are out of whack with them, not the other way around. Well, there's no right or wrong here. You've taken a decision and you cannot do it alone. So you need to figure out how to handle friendly fire and sabotage and other attempts to re-establish homeostasis. Please don't sock them in the jaw. That's not going to help. Well, that's that. Thank you for spending part of your day with me. I would love to hear feedback and I would love for it if you can help me grow my community. Just share a post you liked with one or two friends of yours. And I will see you here next week. This is Coach AA signing off. You have a great day and a week ahead. Bye.